Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Inside Leverage, your gateway to the fascinating realm of the Miami Dolphins. Join us as we delve deep into the team's dynamic Super Bowl journey. We invite you to share your most scorching takes, unwind, and relish in our captivating Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Inside Leverage, exclusively on the Fans First Sports Network, as we continue to go behind enemy lines in anticipation of this huge game versus the Ravens on New Year's Eve. We are joined today by Samuel Njoku of Ravens Talk Pod. Welcome to the show. Hey, man, I appreciate you guys for having me. Uh, Big game, big game. Oh, yeah. Can you give our listeners who are not familiar with your work a little background on yourself and how you started covering the Ravens? Yeah, so uh, I started covering uh, the Ravens back in 2008, 2009 with uh, Examiner.com. They're now uh, they're no longer uh, an entity, but they were a uh, news entity back in the day. Um, after that, I worked with CBS Baltimore. Um, their online uh, news reporting along with their uh, radio station, 105.7 The Fan. I did that for a number of years until about 2017, and I took a little bit of a hiatus, and I came back and covered the Ravens for Sports Illustrated um, for about a couple of years up until recently. And then I started up this podcast uh, because the fans were clamoring for it, and, and it's been a lot of fun, for sure. All right, well, Sam, I want to appreciate you uh, for giving us your time, and uh, just wanted to get into this matchup. Um, in your opinion, what does this game mean? Like I, I know that the, the one seed is on the line, but there's a there's a, been a lot of narratives with with the Dolphins and um, Lamar Jackson has battled a bunch of narratives um, with his contract. And last year you guys went through a bunch of different things. So, like, what is this game and, and, and what does it mean to you, in, in your opinion? Just give us a little breakdown on that. Well, there's two sides to it. I think on one end, on the Ravens end, the Ravens really answered a lot of critics in their 49ers game on Christmas night. 
So there's not really much of an underdog mentality. I know the Ravens players want to keep pushing that narrative, but really a lot of power rankings that you've probably seen have the Ravens at number one and the Dolphins at either two or three. So the Ravens narrative really going forward is, can they finish? Can they, they're, they got banged up. That 49ers game took a lot of them both emotionally and physically and it's a short week. So can they get rested enough enough to uh, make a play for that AFC one seed? And on the Dolphins side, that kind of taking the place of the Ravens. Really, they're the underdog now. They're the team that many people have, uh, I won't say forgotten about, but have taken lightly. And the Dolphins, the narrative now has been they haven't won a playoff game in 23 years. Uh, Tua has been receiving a lot of flack. People think he can't do it without Tyreek or without Waddle or what have you. And he's consistently having to prove the dollars wrong. So on the Dolphins side, it's no one's expecting you guys to get the one seed at the start of the season. Now it's an opportunity for you guys to not only win this game, but have a chance to be the top dog in the AFC, have the playoffs run through Miami, and silence a lot of critics. So on the Dolphins side, it's really doing what the Ravens did last week, which is be the big-time opponent, the biggest of opponents. Finally, silence the critics, get that one seed, and, and prove everybody wrong. And on the Ravens' end, it's are you healthy enough? Are you able to bounce back from that emotional, physical win and uh, take care of business like many people expect you to do. All right, Sam. Look, I'm I, I'm watching the game. I'm looking out for the Browns tonight. Maybe if the Browns lose, it may it may give you a – see, Charles is still my take. Uh, <laughs> watching if the Browns lose today tonight, maybe you guys – you have less incentive. And I see you guys uh, – your injury report, which can be misleading at, at times. You have Zay being back-to-back the, uh, DMP and Justin Hamilton. So, I – what is the emphasis of this game and how much does it mean? How much would you guys keep hold some guys back and just play the long game? Like we we're doing that with a few of our players. Yeah, I think uh it depends. The mindset of Harbaugh is probably to play everybody. I think if the Browns win, maybe they don't feel too much incentive to 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 play uh Zay Flowers, but I think they're taking it like it's a playoff game. The mindset I'm thinking, based on what I've heard from Harbaugh and a couple of the players, they're going to play like a playoff game. They're not worried about the Browns, really. Even though the Browns are on their heels, a lot of fans in Baltimore really forgot about Cleveland. And with Joe Flacco, a familiar face, they're starting to creep up. And if they don't win this game, then there's a chance the Browns could uh, take the division. But really, they're worried. They're focused slowly on the Dolphins, a team who beat them both in 2020 and 2021, or 2021 and 2022, I should say. Uh, and so they're focused on Miami and from what I'm hearing, Zay Flowers is kind of give or take. I think tomorrow would give me a good idea if he plays. I'm leaning on he doesn't play regardless. Uh, Kyle Hamilton's day-to-day. I think um, if push comes to stuff, he's going to try and play. Hey, Sam, appreciate you again for coming through. Hamilton, how's he doing the safety? Second year, um, very good, great player. Um, seems like he has that, that uh, LCL issue. Um, what's the status on him? He did not practice yesterday and today, I believe. Do he you was limited foresee- today. Oh, he was limited. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So do you do you expect him to, to play this game? I think if I had to take a wild guess, I'd say yes, he plays. Uh, just because he aggravated. This isn't his first time aggravating that injury. Um, and he did play. He was limited today. If I had to say, put a gun in my head, I'd say he plays. But who knows? Who knows? They might try and take it easy. He said it's taking it day by day. He actually said it was an ankle injury that kind of seared up into that re-injured knee. So there's a chance he plays. I want I want to say 50. But if he does go, he won't be 100% clearly. So that's another reason why this bye week potentially for the Ravens would be huge if they can get it. Hey, Sam. Uh, uh, thank you for your time. This is French here. 
Um, as, as talking about the scheme, as far as what you uh, what you might predict would be the overall scheme, I've been uh, talking to Steeler fans who kind of play you all a little bit more frequent than not. And one of the things they hinted to is kind of when Lamar's running that triple option, one of the things Steelers do is they make sure they keep their eye on Lamar regardless of whether or not he has the ball or not. Do you predict this game to be more of a – pocket passing game for Lamar where it's a game where he tries to stay in the pocket and deliver the ball or do you think Harbaugh might go the you know maybe the the little bit unconventional route this year and probably use him more as a weapon and you know maybe try to get him out rolling in in different option packages what do you what do you think is the game plan that's a good question and the 49ers did exactly what you just stated they they took a page out of the, the Pittsburgh Steelers book and really played contain. If you notice, the front four didn't really go after Lamar, especially at the edge. They really sat there and contained, and it really caused a lot of havoc for the guards who blew up the defensive ends of Nick Bosa and what have you. So it depends. If the Actually, the 49ers and the Dolphins play a very similar style of defense. They play a light box, meaning they keep uh, less guys on the uh, – inside the box and they have a guy either a safety or linebacker on the side to really dictate whether it's the pass or run and then go from there. Uh, so if the Dolphins saw something in the 49ers, it was like, hey, well, we play a similar scheme. Maybe we shouldn't uh, be as passive as the 49ers were. Uh, then maybe they change things up. But I think they're probably going to run things the same way early on and see whether or not your offense can put some points on the board. Because if you guys do put points on the board, it really takes away what the Ravens do, which is uh, play uh, fundamental football, both on the run and the pass. They'll be a much more uh, pass-heavy team, and the Dolphins can do things with Bradley Chubb to alleviate some of that concern. All right, Sam, my question basically is going to revolve around the, the coaching staff and Mike McDonald specifically. Are you, in your experience, how do you think that McDonald's going to be able to scheme up or be able to stop our our rushing attack? It seems like you guys are giving up four point four yards a carry. So I want to know. I want to. I want. I want to. I want to hear your input or your insight on what they can possibly do that you've seen in the past from this team. How they can be able to slow down Miami's rushing offense. Yeah, I mean, early on in the season, the Ravens are really good at stopping the run. And they were still giving up a couple of pass plays. Um, so in the middle of the season, late, early set of the season, game five and onward, they started playing more of a two-high set uh, predominantly. So they had two high safeties uh, in the backfield, and they really just had Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen do what they do. So uh, that means that they don't have as much success stopping the run. It's really not their MO right now to stop the run. They're really worried about the pass. And I think they're going to take that same approach with the Miami Dolphins. Now, if the Dolphins go ahead and say, okay, we know what they want to do. They want to stop the pass. We're going to run the ball heavy and, and pressure Mike McDonald to make that change. Then McDonald will start doing, you know, uh, one safety up top and then really crowd that box and, and stop Mostert and uh, A-Chain if they play. Uh, and, yeah, that's that's pretty much their gameplay. So the Ravens can stop the run. They just really choose not to to put the pressure on their opposing quarterback. So, I think, but that works to the Dolphins' benefit because the Dolphins are really good at running the football. So if the Dolphins can get the run game going early and the defense on your end stops the Ravens from scoring quickly enough where they have to go out of the running game, then it could be an interesting day for sure. What would you say is your biggest struggle offensively um, this season? And uh, what are you most concerned about 
from our side as far as with Vic Fangio and our pass rush or our DBs? Like, what concerned you the most going into this game? Oh, that's an easy answer. Your pass rush. Bradley Chubb could wreak havoc on the Ravens because if the Dolphins don't take their approach to the 49ers and they use their edge rushers to really attack and make Lamar uncomfortable in the pocket, then it could be a, a big a, a big day for you guys because Ronnie Stanley struggled as of late, especially anchoring on the side, those bull rushes uh, that opposing premier pass rushers like to do. They're really giving him fits. So if they can get that pass rush going early, it can give the Ravens a lot of problems. Uh, on the Ravens end, one of the things they've struggled with, and I think I listened to your podcast, your last episode, and you guys kind of touched on it. The Ravens don't really – their running game is really predicated on – Lamar recently because of the loss of Keaton Mitchell, Gus Edwards and Justice Hill have really struggled on their own to really generate a premier rushing attack. So if you guys can really key in on the Ravens early uh, and they don't have as much success when deciding whether to give the ball to Lamar or Gus Edwards or Justice Hill or what have you, then the rushing attack could could struggle and that could make the Ravens one dimensional, which you don't want. You, you definitely don't want if you're the Baltimore Ravens. I was watching that game and I, I think Sam Darnold it kind of exposed the the middle of the field with the tight ends, and mm-hmm. we don't use the tight end, so it's kind of it's gonna be like a total. I I don't know how it's gonna work, but I saw you guys struggle with the tight end. I want to ask you how you guys how you guys play the middle of the field, and are you confident with the discipline of your of your of your defensive backfield to keep the their eyes on their job without fighting all these zones all these motions that we got going on? Yeah, that was by design. The Ravens purposely left the uh, tight end free on those plays because they were really concerned about Christian McCaffrey going off. I expect a similar style uh, with you guys. So I think the Dolphins are going to look at that and say, okay, we got to get those tight ends involved because for sure the Ravens are going to be keying in on A-Chain and uh, Mostert if he plays and worrying about Waddle. I know Waddle is probably not going to play, but you still got speed on the outside with Tyree Kill. The Ravens' focus are going to be on your outside receivers and your running back. So that's going to leave – uh, your tight ends uh, open by design for sure, for sure. But the Ravens counter to that is they really design their uh, defensive uh, schemes to really trick the opposing quarterback. Um, but I think Purdy figured out pretty quickly. And, and I think to your point, Sam Darnold at the end that, okay, they're leaving the tight end open. We're not going to really focus on them. Brandon, I, you had a big day uh, once uh, Purdy went down and Kittle went, went, went a little crazy. Uh, so, but I think that was by design. I think the Ravens are going to try and do that again this week so uh, going back to your defense what was because I, I i i was really intrigued by how you attacked um purdy and how you caused so much turnovers you guys had four ints what in your mind what did they do to essentially to cause those turnovers? because it seemed like i know sometimes when you deflect the ball and you intercept it sometimes that's just fluky but it's mm-hmm. just been consistent yeah. So is it is it you guys were in like covering his throwing the throwing lanes and and you un- understand when he's going to release the ball like what what in your mind was the cause of those four turnovers? Yeah, I've heard a lot of stuff about those turnovers being fluky. Maybe one was, but for the most part, the Ravens had three or four other opportunities to uh, intercept those passes. It really came down to Brock Purdy being unable to make the correct read post snap. The Ravens did a good job of showing him one thing before the ball was snapped. Then afterwards, it was a completely different thing, and he was flummoxed. I think one play that stood out to me was when uh, Brock Purdy was supposed to hand the ball off to Christian McCaffrey. It was more like an RPO screen uh, thing, and then he decided to throw it at the last minute. Brandon Stevens tipped it, and then uh, 
I think it was either Kyle Hamilton or Marlon Humphrey who picked it off. But that's not lucky. That's not unlucky. That's design. That's Mike McDonald scheming it up, making you think that the screen is open. It's really not. There's a, a cornerback on the flat and tipping it off and picking it off. That's a that's just that's just football right there. So the difference between Brock Purdy and Tua, of course, is Tua's way better at making post snap reads. He's actually top three in my opinion when it comes to reading those defenses post snap. He's seen these defenses before. He's not going to be uh, as fooled as Purdy. So I don't expect a four or five interception day. I think Mike Manal might have some success at, at tricking Tua, but Tua is going to be able to make those second or third reads, what he did last year. Uh, he really struggled, if you guys remember, in the beginning of that Ravens-Dolphins game in 2022 uh, when he was struggling early, but then he realized, okay, let me look at my third or fourth read. Let's not just get flummoxed when the first or second read's not there. And he started throwing deep bombs to Waddle and, and 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 reek and you guys came back and won after four touchdowns in the fourth quarter. So uh two was very good at doing that, very good at reading those defenses, something that Purdy is just not good at in the second year. If I may ask one more question, do you think yeah. the approach is that they're gonna be more aggressive with blitzing? Because you do have a a, a 10 plus sack interior offense uh defense alignment, and that's a, a concern since more than likely we're not gonna have our right guard. Um, who's fringe pro bowler. So mm-hmm. we're, we're dealing with another uh, a, a, a game of debt players playing starting roles. So do you think that they're going to be a little, you guys are going to be more aggressive in, in kind of pressuring Tua to, to, to attack them by blitzing? Maybe. I think the good news for Dolphins fans is that the Ravens aren't really known to be blitz heavy. I think they're ranked 19th or 20th in blitz rate percentage right now. The Ravens really like to uh, send four guys. They might have six guys on the line, but they'll pull two back to confuse the, the quarterback. So um, there are some deficiencies, I think, at right guard. I think even center, you guys are a bit struggling. So there's a chance they can uh, pressure the interior line and make it uh, difficult for Tua because he's not really known to be a mobile quarterback. But I think for the most part, especially early on, they'll they'll stick with their uh, four man rush and and see where it goes from there. That was a great question, French. Uh, really quick, uh, Sam, let me ask you a question. Where do you see the advantages and disadvantages in this upcoming game based on the coaching aspect of the game? Harbaugh gets the praise for being, you know, a, a senior coach. You know, he has this um, right of passage. He's won a Super Bowl. Where do you see the advantages and disadvantages just for more of a coaching scheme, even on special teams? Do you see that being more of a... Uh, a determining factor in the game, special teams. That's my second question. And where do you see Canada coaching advantages and disadvantages in your opinion? Well, I'm very, very excited to see Mike McDaniel go up against Mike McDonald. I think uh, that's going to be the the matchup. Can your offense uh, put up against what's been titled as uh, one of the better defenses? I think the good news for the Ravens and actually good news for the Dolphins too is that the 49ers and Dolphins play a very similar style of offense uh, and defense. So the Dolphins can pick up what the 49ers did wrong and, and, and fix it. And the Ravens can say, okay, we're familiar with the scheme. We just have to watch out for any trick plays or any uh, differences in game plan that the Dolphins may have. So that's going to be very intriguing, a little chess match for you. As far as the special teams goes, I think, you know, Justin Tucker's uh, probably the best kicker in the, in the game, but the Ravens haven't really been that great at uh, special teams, except for maybe that big-time pump return by Tylen Wallace during that uh, Rams game a couple of weeks back. So I think it's really going to be about which team blinks first. I think 
The Dolphins have a great offense and very scary offense. Uh, the defense has been underrated for some reason, but they're really top five in every important category, in my opinion, especially sacks. I think they're second in sacks. So I, 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 it's going to be very fun to watch for sure. Uh, it's going to really come down to Tua's ability to uh, decipher the, the coverage prior to the snap and can Lamar Jackson maneuver enough in the pocket to make plays with his legs. I think that's really going to be the telltale. Sam, I, I have a question. I'm glad you brought up Tua, and, and I, I did notice that early on when you first came on the show, you you kind of give a, a little kudos, a little a little tip of your cap to him as, as far as like the criticism that that our quarterback receives in the media, not only locally but also nationally. Mm-hmm. What is your opinion of him uh, from the outside looking in as far as what his abilities and his his uh, his just his overall game? I think he's amazing. I think he's a great quarterback. Uh, my, my, I guess his arm strength might be the one thing where I could think of maybe it's in question, but he's still the most accurate deep passer in the league. So I, I, I just don't get it. I think it's one of those things where you got to show up in the playoffs to prove yourself as a quarterback in this league. I think that's what it is. Lamar Jackson gets that flack. Uh, CJ Shaw's doing well now, but next year I'm sure that will be the mantra on him. So it's just one of those things that he has to deal with. His team is practically one win away from being the number one uh, seed in the AFC. And it doesn't really matter what the pundits say. Uh, you get the job done, you get to the playoffs. If you get the one seed, you get a bye. And then the chances of you playing the Ravens again would not be until the AFC championship game anyway. So it's like, what are we even talking about here? The AFC is right for the pick and the Chiefs are doing terrible, even though they have a great quarterback and the other guys are just regular. Even the Buffalo Bills, who many say is having a, a, a comeback season there, they're, they're they're really just picking apart sub 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 talent, even though I think they did pretty good against the Cowboys. They're not really showing me anything. So it's really the Dolphins and the Ravens anyway. Uh, I just love the way Tua deciphers the field. A good quarterback in the NFL is going to be accurate, and he's very accurate, and he can read defenses, and he can read defenses. And that's all there is to it. The Dolphins win if the Baltimore Ravens win if. Okay. Okay. The Dolphins win if the Ravens blank i think if the ravens make a mistake that they, if they think they're too good for the, the dolphins if they don't think that the dolphins are up to par with uh the ravens then they're going to suffer because the dolphins have a great pass rush and the dolphins have a great quarterback the dolphins win if they're able to get the lamar jackson early and stop the run game early if they can make the ravens one-dimensional at the start of it and really force the ravens to pass the ball and bradley chubb does what he does best then this could go into the Dolphins' favor and in a hurry. Sam, before before you get out of here, I don't know if you have time for any more questions and stuff like yeah, that. Sure. Yeah, it could be a two part, but I'm I'll focus on the Raven. Uh, give me your okay. X factors, X factors, if you may, on both sides on the for for the Ravens and the Dolphins, if you can. Sure. Uh, X factor for the Dolphins is for me is Tyreek Hill. Uh, Jalen Waddle's probably not going to play, so he's going to have to do more. He's going to see double coverage. He can't get flustered. A lot of big-time wide receivers last week was Debo. Debo didn't really uh, get the targets that he thought he deserved. I could see that he was very frustrated on the field, and it affected his play. Don't get frustrated in the third quarter when you have only received two catches for 14 yards. You have the ability to make big-time plays, and he just has to wait for it to happen. On the Ravens' side, the X factor for me is going to be, if he plays, Kyle Hamilton. Kyle Hamilton is just a force for this defense. I think there's a four yards per play difference uh, between when he's on the field and when he's not. And if he's on there, they're going to ask him to do a lot, a lot, because 
They're going to have Michelle Tyreek and as well the running backs that, that the Dolphins have. So I think he's going to be my X factor for sure. A question for you, and 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 this is this is really respect to Lamar. I, I know you mentioned him making him one dimensional, but I think he is a really good pass pass thrower. Um, do you feel that if if say the Dolphins make the offense one dimensional that uh you're a little more I, i'm sure you'll you have the confidence that he can throw the ball but do you think that it's a it's a little more concerning to to allow him to throw the ball more than to be a dual threat in your opinion no my concern isn't really with his passing is with the health of the offensive line for the ravens i think if you're two-dimensional, if you're doing a running in the passing, then your pass rushers don't really have the pin your ears back and go mentality. Um, but if you are forcing him to pass on every down, then Bradley Chubb knows, okay, Lamar's going to have the ball in three seconds. I could just go after him and push this offensive lineman who has ankle and uh, knee issues out of the way. So I think for Ravens fans, they're really concerned with the health and the play of the uh, offensive tackles, both left and right. So if you are going to become one-dimensional early, that's going to put a lot of stress for him for 60 snaps to keep him away from Lamar. All right, Sam, before we get out of here, why don't you, uh, why don't you give us uh, your prediction? Oh, man, that's tough. I predicted I on my podcast 29-17 Ravens, but if Kyle Hamilton's not going and Zay Flowers isn't uh, playing either, then I'm thinking maybe 27-25 Ravens. It could go either way. It's going to come down to a field goal, and I give the Ravens the, the edge because they're playing at home. If it was in Miami – and Kyle Hamilton wasn't playing, I'd probably side with the Dolphins on this one. That's how close I expect this game to be. I respect that just well, when you said that then, but you ain't going to win. But I'm going to respect that. I, respect that. <laughs> I mean, it, it's all good. If the Ravens don't win, I want to be upset because I think a lot of Ravens fans really ex- uh, respect the Dolphins and what they do on offense. And listen, you beat them twice, especially uh, coming down three scores on, on, on last year's game. So nobody's disrespecting or discounting the Dolphins. I think they're going to come to play. But I just think that if you put a head to, uh, gun to my head, they just beat the 49ers. So I'm thinking maybe they have a chance. But health is concerned. We'll see. You don't You don't think if you lose this game, that the last game you still have a chance to be number one seed? Because I can, I can see it lost here, but you still have a – and I don't know how, like, what the Dolphins will do you know, the last game with the with the uh, Bills, but... I think that this game yeah. is going to be a tone setter for the Dolphins. If the Dolphins can beat the number one team in the league, the Bills have no chance. There's no chance that Miami is going to go into that game and lay an egg against the Buffalo Bills. I, I, I just don't see it. I think, honestly, the winner of this game wins the one seed for sure. If the Dolphins beat the Ravens, I think that... I mean, of course, the Ravens are going to play that Steelers game with the hopes of winning that one seed, but in my opinion, the Dolphins have it if they win this game. Sam, I ain't going to lie to you, man. I took offense to Patrick Queen's basketball on grass comment. I feel like he was taking a shot. Oh, oh, he, he said that? He always talking. I don't know. After the game, he was like, yeah, a lot of these teams want to go out there and play basketball on grass, and we go out there and hit them in the mouth. Yeah, you got to catch him first, though. I mean, he's yeah, got some, yeah, some of them, but yeah, you got to catch him. Yeah. Hey, I mean, hey, Queen, he, I, listen, he going to have to t- tackle Doran Smythe. He going to have to make a business decision in this game because yeah. he ain't want to tackle Kittles. He ain't want no smoke with Kittles. I ain't going to say nothing. Yeah, yeah that's, that. that's that's not Patrick Queen's game. That, that's Roquan's. Patrick Queen's yeah. more of a... Finesse. So I don't know why you so just why said you that. Why you talking? You know, you know, hey, you know what it yep. is. You ever seen that cartoon with the bulldog and the little dog, 
and the uh-huh. little dogs are jumping around, like, ah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, with yeah, the yeah. bulldogs behind them. The little dogs exactly jumping around, Patrick, Patrick Queen. No offense, but, Patrick. You know, I, I love you, but buddy, you know bro. what? All he's, he's he's playing, man, you know? He he is playing good next to Roquan, so he needed a guy like him to kind of exactly. bring out his his. I'm and I don't hope he doesn't take it the wrong way. The beta, the beta, because Roquan is an alpha, and he's mm-hmm. that secondary guy that just needs someone that Robin to to. To, to be that guy that he's having a good year. What he needs to do, exactly. what he needs to do is watch Cat Williams. I little scared. He said he shouldn't be talking. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what he does because I mean he's playing. He's playing so good that the yeah. Ravens fans are clamoring again. He's not coming back. He's going to get paid and and he's going to go somewhere and make millions of dollars. No, it won't be here. But yeah, it's it's. It, I don't know why he said that. Basketball on grass. He was probably wasn't talking about you guys. I hope I hope he wasn't. You guys are like late. That's, was, that's, hey, that's locker room like material. That's yeah, locker sure. material. You, you better chill out. Chill out. We're trying, yeah. we trying, trying to just gonna play to, a game and win. That's Tyreek. You're going to have to see Tyreek. He's going to make him dance. Right. Yeah, we're, we're terrified of Tyreek. Don't let no Ravens fan tell you any different. We're we're nervous about that guy. Everybody is, man. Yeah. This is yeah, a I've never we, seen we, anything we, like that in my life, man. He's a Listen, problem. Hey, all right, Sam. I, hey, appreciate you coming through, man. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll be in touch and uh, may the best may the best team win. Yeah, I appreciate it. If it's not us, I'm glad it's going to be y'all. Exactly, sure. that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, that's how us. I feel. Yeah. Let's just stay healthy. Let's everybody stay healthy. Yeah, everybody stay, everybody stay healthy and go to playoffs and play your best. That's, yeah, that's what I want. The Super Bowl is the key, man. It's a good, great win, but it's a Super Bowl. We need a Super yeah. Bowl. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. All right, Sam. Appreciate you, man. All right, man. You guys take it easy. You too.